What's up, everybody? Welcome to the HDS Listening, episode 18, recording on March 9th, 2017. I'm your host, Tashi, and we've got an awesome episode lined up for you. We've got two special guests from 343. We've got former pro player and now program manager at Transmedia Team, which is this awesome, crazy title. Uh, Dursky, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, hey, thanks uh, Thanks for having me back. I know the last time we were on, we were with uh, Snakebite a long time ago, and uh, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited for what's ahead of us today. For sure. Uh, our other guest, you saw him cast in Las Vegas, but he's also a former pro player now working on the multiplayer team, sustaining Halo 5. Ghost Ayami. Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm uh, happy to be here. First time here, though. Back with the headset on. Oh, and the hat, though. Can't, right at home. Yeah, no. It's, no, it actually, he good. wears a hat. He, there's no hat right here. They can't see it, but he's not well, wearing a hat. I, it's, no, it's on. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's on. <laughs> uh, special guest joining us from OptiGaming, your Halo World champion. It is none other than Royal 2. Thanks for having us or joining us, Matt. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the line you need to say. <laughs> uh, just to go through the rundown, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, Royal 2's controller settings since everyone wants to know that stuff. Uh, first segment, we're going to talk about Vegas. And the second segment, we're going to go right into uh, talking about the Halo World Championship Finals, which are just a few weeks away. Uh, we've also got a ton of listener questions, so thanks so much for submitting those. Uh, we'll get to as many as we can. Uh, so just start us off, Matt. Uh, give us your detailed controller settings. What kind of controller you use, sensitivities, button layout, all that stuff. Uh, I use a Scuf gaming controller. You can use discounts, uh, Rim 6 and all the optic players. You want to get a Scuf. Uh, I use 3.3, three, uh, 3 sensitivity, 3 Excel, and bumper jumper, and vibration on, Ooh, and auto stabilize on. Oh, interesting. This is this my All right, give guy. us... Oh, wait. Um... What kind of uh, what paddles do you have? Uh, just one paddle on the left side for thrust. For thrust. That seems to be pretty common. And then your dead zones? Zero, zero. Mm. Fair enough. Um, are you like, uh, I don't know, like PJ tries like different button layouts like, depending on what the weather is. Like, do you also <laughs> like, do you also mix around with yours or are you pretty much like, I'm locked in into this? Nah, yeah, I've, I play Bomber Jumper. Like, I never switch mine. I know PJ used to switch his a lot, like in uh, MCC and like, Halo Reach and stuff, but yeah. he said in this game, like, there's so much mechanics, like, uh, ground pounding and stuff, like, yeah. it's too, it, like, messes with his brain. Like, other Halos is kind of basic, you just jump, beat down, shoot. Yeah. Now this is, like, you got thrust, ground pound, so he said he doesn't, like, change his stuff anymore, mm. or his button layout. I mean, sensitivity, he's just all over the place, but... I mean, how about you for your sensitivity? You just, like, stuck on 3-3? Uh, I'm pretty much, like, the just the same like i i know on land i just drop the excel down by like one so i'm like three two mm. online i just stay like three three i mean i switch like sometimes in matchmaking but i'll just end up going back to my comfort zone have you ever tried the because i know some players now like i believe like shooter and shotzi they go with like the low sensitivity but high acceleration have you ever tried that uh like the one well, i know yeah shotzi's like one five five yeah I try, i've tried that it just feels like really I don't know. It's like awkward. I just I kind of like the just the natural like halo sensitivities. I don't know. I don't like messing with that too much. Yeah. So I just kind of like keep it like the basic uh, horizontal and vertical. All right. All right. Uh, Dursk and Ghost. I mean, you guys are still like top players. Like, what are your controller settings? Um, I play four three, twelve ten on the dead zones, and then ooh, okay, yeah. explain that. Wait, um, hold on. Yeah, can we? we need it. Yeah, we'll explain let's the dive dead into zone. that. So, I mean, as a guy that. I mean, I don't know. I so I've been playing for a while, right? And I know I remember there's a lot of controllers that some some feel good, some feel bad. And uh, TVs, right? At, at one point, we didn't have the best TVs ever. And so I'll never forget that when I actually won a uh, free for all back in Meadowlands 06, 
um, I had been playing leading up to that tournament on a HD TV that was extremely laggy, like a second full lag uh, of input lag. And I didn't know this at the time, but I, you know, I was kind of practicing, if you can think about it like baseball, like with a donut around my bat. Yeah. And then when I got to the tournament, I played really well. And so I kind of always like to think that, um, that when I kind of play with some of these handicaps in a way that it just gets me better. And, and I know that 1210 is, is a little bit different talking about dead zones, but I kind of, from that point on looked at it like, oh, okay, we're all professional gamers. And no matter what we try and set our settings to, we'll, we'll play to, you know, a certain degree at some point or another. And obviously, you know, having the paddle, for instance, in Halo 5 on thrust, that's definitely an advantage, you know, talking about same, same idea with bump jumper in Halo 3, having the ability to jump while, look, while aiming. Now you can thrust while aiming with the paddle. So I see that I don't use paddles though, because as a guy that works at 343, we have to show up to so many different play tests (laughs) and go to different countries and states that I don't get to bring my controller with me everywhere. And if I do, um, we, I mean, we work with, uh, a lot of people that aren't professional gamers and, and they, it, it ends up being a whole scene if yeah. you try and plug in your controller. So I, I didn't want to go down <laughs> that road. And so I've just been using the default ever since. And, uh, I know that, you know, I, I, I don't know if you remember actually, uh, Matt, but during one of the matches on main stage, uh, 343 guilty spark was moving around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw that and I was like, Usually they're not playing, and oh. I, I said to my team, I was like, yo, why is he, why is he oh, shooting yeah. back? Like, oh, yeah, you the, know who it what is. What actually happened? You know who it is. I mean, I, we thought it was Tashi. Honestly. I was, standing, <laughs> no, sure I was, sure I was up in the, the the caster's booth with Side, and I asked him to move over so I could uh, scoot over and play some place him as a ninth person, and I was I set all my settings up. And, yeah, just playing against you guys uh, in a warm-up free-for-all really made me realize how, um, how crucial it is in tournament atmosphere to have a paddle with thrust, and I instantly kind of uh reflected on myself like damn you know old ghost yami wouldn't let this happen you know you would, yeah. you would have thrust but yeah for me <laughs> i'm in a different different time now but um yeah i don't know with the dead zones uh i just got used to it and i never really wanted to start messing with my head in a way yeah. and and i just got good at it um vibration matt i know that we talked about it a little bit even Major alongside key. pj uh, yeah, major key for me. I've major always played key. with vibe. It's and a change. It's a change in tide because I know years ago everyone oh, yeah. was like taking the actual vibration motors out of their controllers, yep. make it lighter, oh. and, and make yeah, it lighter most, and get rid of it. But most, most people do that now. I feel like I don't know too many people that play. I know like Eric plays vibe, me PJ. I know like Ecos actually switched because we are on vibe. He's like, are you guys on vibe? He's like, I'm switching. <laughs> he switched like a month ago. I know B tried switching like Stellar, but he went back. No. I know some people are like trying to switch, but I don't know if that's just because. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm not a pro player, but I play Vibe as well, just so everyone knows out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think that I think that initially a lot of people were keen to think that okay, Vibe can mess with your shot and can mess with your aim and your fidgeting, and I think that it is possible. Mm. But for guys that play with it and get used to it, you don't really become responsive to it in terms of like a, a jumpy way or fidgety way, but more of a. Yeah, like Matt and I were saying, it's more of a sixth sense yeah. almost where you get to, you feel that it's a BR shot because there's three bullets in the burst. And yep. so your vibration yeah. goes for a little bit longer. Yep. So you like, you could be shooting someone and feel in the back that you're getting hit by a battle rifle and know that I can't wait for a fifth shot because it's going to kill me on the yep. fourth. So just those little bit of, of like, yeah, almost like vib- vibration tells, if yep. you will, help. Yeah, I, that, I think helped me out a lot. But, um, but Dirk, yeah, that's pretty much my settings. Dursk, what do you got for controller settings? Uh, so I was uh, playing, always playing Boxer, which I still do now. And then I play uh, four 
um, four sense, and then two look excel, mm-hmm. and then zero dead zones um, with auto stabilize on. Nope. Uh, I think yeah, like during development, that was like the hardest thing for us is yeah, we didn't have the option to turn it yeah. off. Um, like for the longest time so yeah as far it, it as was a, developing was like a, and yeah. playing halo 5 we were just constantly used to like jumping and when you'd zoom in you'd stabilize and again you know doing some of the mason jumps to be able to you know stabilize yeah. jump it just kind of stuck with me um and sort of reflecting on eric of like what we might do now i would probably do something different now of having that mm. off and then being able to like you know set up a paddle to stabilize you know when i'd want yeah. to um but yeah, I, I guess the biggest thing for me is the controllers I'm using. Um, I've always been using the uh, Elite controller. Um, Eric and I uh, and the rest of the pro guys, you know, helped develop that controller, and um, it kind of stuck with me for the longest time yeah. playing with it. And then I recently got one of those uh, S controllers, the Ooh, slim, Xbox One S. Yeah, the Xbox One S. Oh, nice controllers. And uh, yeah, I had a really really good time with it, and un- unfortunately, it broke on me after <laughs> just like gaming too hard on it, but. You um, probably just like threw it against the wall after you lost the match. Yeah. Just, let's be serious here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now just one v one to Miwi. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, sticking with the elite, and then yeah, boxer. Um, and yeah, no vibe. Okay. 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 Uh, so moving on, Matt. Uh, congratulations on your win in Vegas. Uh, I would say this performance out of you guys was considerably more dominant than it was in St. Louis. Um, even your matches against Liquid, uh, I think you dropped like one or two games, but you seem to really cruise through them, whereas St. Louis, they took you to a game seven. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a little bit about, you know, what really changed from St. Louis to Vegas? Uh, I mean, was it like practice, or do you guys feel like you were more dominant than you were in St. Louis? Yeah, definitely, because I know after we won St. Louis, like, we were walking back to the hotel, and I was like, I was like, dude, we need to go home and work on stuff, because I was like, we can't be, like, game sevens is, like, not acceptable. I could just, like, while we were playing, we were, like, winning, but I could just, like, see the mistakes, and I was like, pretty annoying <laughs> so like we as soon as we got home we just started practicing on like certain game types like a lot like i know just i don't name the game types but there's like a bunch of game types that we had like little like we were still winning but it would could be a lot like more dominant so we were just going over that stuff pretty hard i know like eden ts it's funny online we lost literally 15 times in a row and then we go to an event and win eden ts on land i don't know how that works but <laughs> i just feel like yeah we just like practice a lot uh a lot harder on some of the game types and I feel like it just paid off, I guess, because there was a lot more dominant when we uh, played Liquid this time. I was going to say, regarding that, um, is, you know, now that you come off St. Louis, moving into this HWC season, we've gotten rid of vetoes. Um, I know in the past, uh, in you know, in, in former tournaments, that a lot of players would look to some of those rounds where they would go up against, you know, some of the higher-profile teams and practice those round by round game types in particular. Have you guys been doing anything of that nature where you kind of start off each night with, you know, let's say Eden Team Slayer, or is there is there any kind of method to the madness when you guys are scrimming? Uh I think we usually just run like no specific I mean we kind of have like a scrim. I feel like because PJ's usually like party leader and he'll yeah. just like run the same game types over and over. We don't like go by round by round. Mm. So he kind of just like runs the same stuff every night. Pretty similar, but it's not like round by round. It's kind of okay. like yeah, it was just something that uh, I remember Shockwave was always very adamant about was, okay, if we're going to play Final Boss in, in round three uh, every night, and if we're party leader, then let's kick it off with midship CTF as the game one, and then at least playing those first five game modes, or in I guess in your instance, potentially seven, um, yeah. and, and just playing those through first just to get 
kind of like mentally ready for it and uh, knowing what, what you're good at and what you're not. But yeah, that's that's interesting that you guys just kind of go through all 13. Uh, Matt, yeah, we, sorry, uh, go ahead, finish. I was just going to say, we usually like, sometimes we are thinking about doing that, but people don't usually bail on scrims. Because I know before in oh, other yeah, Halos, people would, like leave after seven games. So yep. I remember before we were like, yo, start the games like these important ones first, just in case they bail. But people actually grew up and don't leave scrims now. It's so. <laughs> convenient. That's actually, yeah. I heard that's a problem in Europe. People bail on scrims like really? crazy. Yeah. It's so annoying. Like, I don't, like, when I look at other games, like Counter Strike and like League and stuff, like, that is just like, you don't do that. Like, yeah. Don't. Yeah. It's but, pretty interesting. I think it's like a culture yeah. shift. Uh, yeah. What I was going to ask is, um, you know, December in the fall finals, it uh, looked like Envy was the number one team. They had taken you down. St. Louis, they get third, fall to Liquid. Vegas, they get third, fall to Liquid. I mean, it's pretty clean and clear that, um, you know, Liquid is a second place team now. What do you think it is about? Envy or Liquid, even this new Liquid squad that's like either making Liquid so dominant against them, or do you think Envy is kind of like uh, not in their groove, or how do you kind of assess that situation? Uh, I don't know what's going on with Envy. I don't know if they're like having personal problems or whatever their deal is. I have no idea. I just know like online they look fine to me, like the normal Envy, and then I don't know. I guess like Liquid just I know Liquid when they practice like they don't take it as serious. They take it as serious, but I feel like they use it to like learn a lot and they don't really, I don't know. Like when we scrim them, like if they're down by 15, they like stop trying and start sprinting around like and teabagging and whatnot. So I know they don't take it like the most serious online. So their scrim scores might not look the best versus other teams, but yeah. I feel like they just take the most out of their scrims. But yeah, so I don't know. It might not look like they're trying, but I feel like they're learning a lot. So when they go to an event and they're actually all full 100% trying, it kind of might like catch people off guard and yeah. be like, well, it's online. Like our scrim results were very altered, but yeah, we, that actually is consistent with eco said, cause we had the liquid guys on the podcast a few weeks ago and he's like, you know, people put way too much stock in scrims and they kind of play just to have that, that good scrim score, you know? And it's like team decisions are made based on just scores and community makes up their mind on which teams are better, not just based on scores. And I know, you know, between mat like events and stuff, that's kind of all you have to go by. But um, it is pretty interesting to see like the different philosophies where, you know, Liquid, they go into it and they have a plan to learn something and try something and kind of grow out of that scrim and whatever the score happens to be, you know, it is what it is. And then they come to an event, and, you know, they're blown by through every single team and uh, besides you guys. So. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. even uh, Matt going back to our Halo Reach days, we would play. Um, you know, sure, we didn't have, again, like, the best online experience, but we'd yeah. play against the Roy Lunch host and literally get 11-0'd, like, every single night, and it was just more of, yeah. I think, a learning experience that we had online to where, yeah. like, when we went to tournament, sure, we didn't beat them, but we were taking games away from them at Nationals. Yeah. So um, I think, yeah, there's a lot to learn there when you go yeah. in and you, you, you take out not just, like you are saying, the scrim score and what the community thinks, but, like, how your team can improve from what, what happened. You also have to take it with like a grain of salt because I know some people lose and they just go, oh, it's just a scrim, but it's like kind of important at the same time. Like you can't also just keep saying like it's just a scrim, like we got 11 out or like 13 out. It's just a scrim. It's kind of like important. Yeah, you can't that... take it both ways. So it's kind of annoying when some people are just like, just online, it doesn't mean anything. It still means a lot, but yeah. just because was... you lose like 9 5, like I know we lost NP, like not, we got like 10 3 or something. And it's like, Stuff like that. I don't know. I, I think that when you when you watch from afar too, I think that it's a little bit different. A lot of the viewers watch and 
some of these guys haven't really competed at the top level, so it, it, it might be hard for them to decipher, you know, what's going wrong in some of these, let's say, 10-3 scrims. Whereas for guys like yourself, you know, it's it's extremely easy to be like, you know, I'm just not shooting well, or I'm in a funk tonight, or yeah. I could tell uh, maybe TJ is is a little bit preoccupied with something else, or maybe someone is looking at chat more often than not. And just those little things, um, those cause the frustration to where, yeah, your point is, well, yeah, that's just a scrim. Like, we just were had an off night, and you can kind of relax about it. Whereas other people on other teams might downplay it in in the wrong light where it's like well yeah. no and we were we were actually all trying no one was distracted and we were giving it our all and we fell short time and time again I saw yeah. how many times we choked in a strongholds <laughs> match and that and we're just gonna say oh we're gonna write it off as scrims like no we made actually yeah. bad decisions right and so I think it's yeah a lot of the times uh, the viewer just um, seemingly can't uh, figure out if it is something to be concerned about or not especially when they're talking about their favorite team. Um, and for you guys, it's, it's kind of like easy. Like you say, Oh, I came out for St. Louis, which we won. And I said, damn, I'm mad. We need to work on things. Right. Whereas yeah. the fan at home is thinking, yeah, you know, optics securely back on top and, and they're going to be they're They're ready for HWC season. Whereas you're sitting there thinking, dude, we need to practice so we can make sure we don't lose the next two events. So yeah, definitely, definitely a different mindset in a way. Uh, Matt, talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, kind of the specific in-game differences between St. Louis against Liquid and uh, Vegas. Like, what particularly was, like, really clicking? Was it the team shot? Was it communication? Or was it the objective movement? Anything like that? Uh, I think it was... Our, well, our communication was actually really good at this event. When things are going well, obviously, like, it's just... Everything just feels so smooth, and it's just everything's clicking. So I think, like, the communication was... Usually at events, we're really good at communicating. And then I think just the stuff we went over in our game types just gave us like a huge, huge lead in our games. I know that we just like tweaked the like little tiny things, little like, I think it was like our routes basically, like where we go on a map instead of going this way, like one person would go the other way and just like, I think it just opened up a lot of the, a lot of the maps and stuff. So I think it was just the little tweaks we went over. Yeah. Um, I mean, you talked a little bit about communication stuff. We have a question from uh, the Sandman, actually, David Duran. Thanks for submitting your question. He asks, have you ever been on a team as common composed as his current optic roster? Uh, I think Sean, because uh, I've seen with Sean. Yeah. Do you think our team was was his co- was pretty calm? I thought I feel like we were pretty calm, right? Yeah. Um, like I was, it, I saw that question and I thought you, I thought instantly of like with Wes and a Warriors yeah. squad. I feel like we were pretty. I I think pretty, the calm. the big thing with that team was, uh, and again, it's going down memory lane, but Wes was like. I mean, he was like our dad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Wait, was, so who's on? I want to know who's was, on this team. It was we're Clutch, Snakebite, myself, and Matt Realtail. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, we got second in nationals in Halo Reach. And uh, Wes just kind of, again, had three young kids under him, you know, and Wes is a great leader. Um, still one of our, I, I'm sure you still talk to him, Matt. Oh, yeah, I um, saw him at, uh, I guess he was. Yeah, like one of our, our better friends, but he really kind of molded us into, you know, maturing and understanding the opportunity, you know, we had. And uh, I think that comes a lot from his um, successes, again, 09 championships and just the players he had the opportunity to team with in the, the earlier days of Halo. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought that team was was great, man. I thought we had, again, a good leader in Wes. Um, and we all were we all respected each other. I think that's yeah. uh, something T-Squared brought up. 
um, at the end of Vegas uh, is just sort of how like all the players on at least your team at seem to respect each other's um, you know criticism when you call somebody out and again when you're trying to get better as a team compared to like when I see a team like Envy I see like a Mickwin and a snipe down butt heads you know and maybe Ola yep. you know but butt heads as well but you guys just seem to very well respect each other and that's why I think it's it's a, you know you guys have a really successful squad. Yeah, I don't. I'm not like off topic, but I know like Wes, you guys like molded me and PJ into like, well, I can speak for myself, like how to communicate after a game, like after we lose and stuff. I know Wes is like, yeah, Wes is like our dad, and he was really like when we lose, he was like really. I feel like I still have this in me, like me and PJ. We're so after we lose, we're like so strict, and like Wes used to be like that. After we lose, he'd like scream at us, mm-hmm. and it was like it's like a coach in like a sport game, like a, you know if you play sports. A coach, like, after you lose or do something, like, they, like, scream at you. And well, it gets, like, stuck in your head. Because we lose in Halo, and Wes would be like, Matthew, never make that play. Or, like, don't do that play. And I'd be like, holy shit. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, and, I'll never do that. it's because he cares. You know, I think that's the yeah. other thing, too. Like, he wouldn't waste his time if he didn't care. And, you know, he really cared. And, and yeah, I think that, again, it's you can still see it today that that sticks with you, with you and PJ when you guys are playing at these tournaments. And, um, you know, you do get a loss. Uh, and you kind of just, you know, get back up and, and take the next game. Yeah, there's even a clip I know it might be on Vision or something, but we won a Plaza Slayer game and like, I almost like freaked out. I was because I had a sniper and we kept just like dying and ended up dying with it. We were pushing and like after the, we won, but after the game, I was like, guys, if we want to win, we have to stop doing that. And like, I had my like inner West come out like, in the <laughs> because like we were like doing some stupid stuff, but it's just um, funny. You know, West was actually coaching you guys for a while, and you switched back to uh, your older brother Royal One, who was actually coaching you guys for H2A. Uh, can you talk a little bit about like the coaching change there? Like, what different dynamic does your brother bring? Uh, it's pretty like similar. I, I mean, obviously, one's like my brother, so I it's like it's kind of cool having my brother behind me because I know my brother gets so into it because just like watching me play. I mean, obviously, he's like my brother, and he like plays too. He just gets like I can just see him because I know him obviously, and he's just. Like when he's more playing, he gets like you even see pictures of him. He's like trash talking the other team, and we don't say anything. <laughs> I know, he gets I love so that. into it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. The difference is like pretty, it's not really a big difference between him and Wes. They both like love the game and love coaching. They're both great coaches. So it's honestly funny. having both of them on, on our team at one point. Is when we talked to your perfect. brother, um, you know, at the events. Uh, and I, I'll get get up to your team, and obviously you guys are playing at first, and your brother's always the first to greet me because. <laughs> He's, you know, has his eye on his head on a swivel a little bit. And um like, hey, man, you know, uh, how are you guys playing today? And he's, and the way he talks about it, it's like he's, I don't even know. It's such a weird way the way he talks about your team, but it's it's like, yeah, you know, we were playing really well. And and uh, unfortunately, you know, we, we went down in this one Empire Strongholds game because, uh, you know, we weren't focused on Overshield, of course. And he just, he goes into this stage where it's, it's very similar to how you talk about a game. Um mm-hmm. And and almost like he's the one that helped, or or sometimes maybe didn't help make these the the right decision. And yeah. uh, and from just me asking a simple question like how are you guys playing together today, I can figure out you know where I guess where your weaker your yeah. weaker game type is on that day because he's it's just it's like boiling inside of him you know <laughs> where he just he needs to get you guys into into shape on on whatever yeah. game mode he's talking about. So it's it's funny how. How much that drives him, I think, to to improve not only himself, but yeah, you guys as a whole. It's pretty awesome. For sure. All right. I think that's going to do it for the first segment. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Halo World Championship Finals.
and welcome back to the 18th episode of the HS Listening Podcast. That was an interesting way to say that. <laughs> uh, with our special guest, Royal Two of Opti Gaming. Uh, Matt, I want to start off a question talking about the upcoming Halo World Championship and kind of reflecting on last year's tournament. In terms of your confidence and where you guys are at, and you know, compared to the rest of the field, how would you compare um, your confidence going to this tournament? Uh, confidence is really high because obviously coming off a win, not, like, it was a pretty. I think our map count was 19, 19 wins and three losses. So I feel like that was a pretty good tournament to show off our all of our practice we've done for this tournament. So uh, we're feeling pretty confident. We're gonna be scrimming every day, like usual, no days off. We're just gonna be grinding. Would you say more so than last year, though? I think last year, I mean, um, aside from X Games, I mean, you guys dominated at the regional event and then, you know, dominated the entire tournament, too. But how would you compare to last year? Are you talking about practice or uh, just in terms or, of confidence, like oh, going into uh, the world? I feel like probably last year we were, I was more confident because, like, I don't know, it was like stupid last year. We were winning scrims like 13 0. Like, we didn't <laughs> well, win a scrim 13 0. Like, it was kind of, it was actually like surprising, which is like I don't know, that's pretty weird. So I think like last year, I don't know, our confidence was like through the roof because we were like I don't want to be like cocky, but we were like dominating most teams. So yeah, I would say you guys had like like, ex- like accelerated and figuring out the game faster than everyone. And yeah, I think now everyone's just, like caught yeah, up. Yeah, now people have like well, people like swap their teams around. Like they've got like you know the teams that they want, and yeah, everyone's actually like learned how to play the game properly. I feel like it before people, yeah, we were just like ahead, and no one really did have the proper team and just didn't know how to like fully play. So now everyone knows how to play. I feel like it's like a lot tougher. So yeah. Do you feel I think lot, confidence was last year was a lot higher, but um, still high now. In terms of matchups, I mean, it seems like Envy matches up against you guys pretty well, um, mm-hmm. but they don't really have all the opportunities to match up against you guys in tournaments, especially not in Vegas because you know they lost to Liquid. Um, I guess out of those two teams, Liquid and Envy, um, I mean, do you feel like any of them pose like a real threat? Uh. No, I don't think so. I just, I feel like, I feel like Envy, because Envy and Liquid play like kind of different. Like Envy plays like us. They're like more standard. They play like a standard Halo team, like, like an Instinct would play. They just play like the proper Halo, you know, they walk in straight lines. They take normal routes. Liquid, you got Penguins far and charging, like ground pounding off walls, doing wild stuff. Like Ecos is flying at you. So they play like a little different. But, uh, so I, I feel like we know how to play versus both of them. So I feel like they're really like no threats though. So I was going to ask, um, I know last year that we had single elimination, um, this year being double. Is there, is there any concern there? I guess I know that you guys have been playing double elimination okay. tournaments, uh, you know, through and through this year. So this, this year, you know, going with group stages and then double limb um, and only 12 teams, there's definitely, I guess you could say, a higher chance at, at playing, you know, a team that you, you might not want to play. Um, would you would you rather go up against Liquid again both times like you did this last event in Vegas and and not face off against Envy or would does it is it something that you guys kind of have in the back of your mind like you know we want to take down Envy and Liquid to to assert that we you know are are this team because I remember last year a lot of people said that well we never got to see what was it Evil Geniuses um, take off and 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 make make some plays because we saw them lose early on um, yeah. so yeah I was just wondering if there's there's any any thought there? Uh, I mean, 
I feel like I just want to play Liquid again. I mean, I want to play any team that can that can like get to us. I guess if that yeah, makes sense. That's so, fair. like if whoever is in our bracket, like I'll we want to play dude, whoever I'll, that I'll is. I want to see you guys play uh, the European team again, man. I watched that Epsilon dude, series last yeah, year. Yeah, we was, almost, was, I think we should have lost. You should have lost. I, I'm you glad you're being lost. honest about that because Durst and I watched that at Mason's Mason's <laughs> house at like 10 a.m. Pacific time, and I just remember thinking this was the closest that anyone's come. They were like running a flag. I don't know. It was like a true. It's a true flag yep. game. Yeah, and then TJ got like an overkill, like five some kid for an over, and it was like. It was so fortunate. Was, yeah, that you guys I don't know were what as good was, as you were that, because you outskilled your way out of getting three one. Dude, it was I. it was bad. It was bad news. Like it was that was not. We were on the side station. There's a little shamble. <laughs> yeah, like oh. it was. Let's just say some things. Uh, it was so not. It was not looking good. I, I thought it was gonna be an L, but <laughs> I don't know how we. It was too wild. It was. It was extremely. I remember just like re uh, telling Mason when he woke up that day. I was like, dude, no. If you watch this series, there's maybe out of the three games that you guys won, all of those three games, there was a turning yeah. point where, or maybe at least two to three, where they could have won had they just done something. The, For sure, the, the first two. The fine way. Yeah. Or not the first two. The true flag and the. I know the the Empire Stronghold because we won like Empire Strongholds like a hundred to like nine. Oh, that's like, where it was. Like, so those were the two the two objective games were the or the tree flag and the Empire Strongholds were so close. So close. It yeah. Like, and now they're they're coming out this year with a little bit of a better team and uh, I would say a lot better. Well yeah, I, w- I mean I no disrespect to, to last year's roster, but yeah. yeah, these guys have definitely put in the work this year and now they hey I mean they they, they dropped some games over there in Europe. I'm not gonna say they, they didn't, but yeah, they they definitely look pretty Well they came to Vegas uh the Fab team came to Vegas last year in November and uh they beat all of the like open circuit top open circuit teams who were like going to relegation that year. So I mean, they're obviously super strong against North American competition. We'll just have to see how it turns out against the top top pros. And and while we were out there, I noticed that after Fabi won, that they were very adamant about, well, yeah, you know, this is good, but until we play a North American team, we really don't we really don't care much about this one. And and I was they actually came up to me afterwards. Um, even I believe it was Sims was saying like, yeah, you know, I think these guys are trying to get out there a week or two early and try and start playing against NA teams and landing against them. And um, as a former competitor, I kind of was uh, playing devil's advocate there. And I said, well, you know, good luck. Cause I don't, you know, in the past uh, players are on the top, especially someone like yourself are a little bit reluctant to invite some of these guys who might be out of that, top three circle, you know, to kind of just get better. Um, is there anything, is there anything, I guess, in your guys' talks or your circles with amongst your team about uh, ever including one of these European teams to, to come out and, and kind of grind it out? Or are you guys not trying to, you know, get them, get them, I guess, weathered? Never even, never even thought about that. I, we could just like, just deny them scrims. I never really, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think I was that evil, but I mean, I mean it's a You're pretty possibility evil. now. No, I know like, I think if they came, we'd play them. I know people were talking about like the STW team to tell them, everyone in my chat when I stream tells me to scrim them or something. I don't. Oh, shock the world so, for Mexico. Yeah. 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 They want, everyone wants to, us to scrim them. But I know if like, I think last year we played, I, I completely forget who it was. I think it was a year with Australians. I know someone came over here and was playing early last worlds and we end up scrimming them. Cause I know there's only, there's only 17, like once after this LCQ, you're not, we're not gonna be able to scrim like some teams. Cause we're only going to scrim teams that are going to worlds. Yeah. Cause the other teams will probably either not be together or just don't want to play. Cause there's really no point. Yeah. So we'll end up only be able to scrim the, the seven teams. So scrims might be, or it could be slow if you're like, people are booked up. So adding like the European teams and other teams, 
actually will be pretty good just so we can get some other practice if no one can practice. Because we don't want to take a day off because the team can't scrim. Yeah. After last year's kind of scare with Epsilon, are you guys kind of looking at the European scene more with a more attentive eye, I should say? Uh, a little bit. I know. I just know we've seen like the these European. Obviously, they've been better because I can. We we've, we've seen like, I mean, I just watched some gameplay from like the European teams, and they obviously seem better. So I mean, it should be obviously take them with more caution than I'll before. Like people don't really look at the European teams as a scare, but they do just seem uh, seem to be a lot better. Um, out of the I guess teams. Competing in the LCQ this weekend, who do you think is gonna make it out to Worlds? Dude, this I don't know. It's gonna be wild. I don't. Who's it? It's Splice, EG, Allegiance, uh, and Ryan Noob's team, team or Cryptic. <laughs> is that like the four main I mean, teams that everyone? Probably. I, I imagine uh, Seth the Destroy is gonna try to make some noise. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I I want to say Splice. Uh, it's scary. But it is scary. <laughs> I, I I don't know. It's it's single limb, right? Uh, so you it's like your... a two day tournament. So Sunday or Saturday will be like an open for anyone to come compete, and then Saturday is going to be like, or Sunday, sorry, is going to be like the double double limb, like legendary. Oh, it's double style. limb. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd say spl- I'd say splice online. I take splice. I don't think anyone's gonna anyone's gonna beat them. I don't think EG will be able to beat them. Yeah, I think I feel like splice should win. But also, Legion. Ah, dude, it's a. T- I don't know, man. I'm in a tough like. <laughs> I ask the tough questions around here. Yeah. <laughs> um, any particular team, um, that like you think can you know make some upsets? Maybe not against you guys, but um, I guess sort of like a panda story at Worlds. Let's be like, hey, don't sleep on luminosity you know i think people slept on luminosity at this event i certainly yeah. did i was about to say i think i don't know luminosity i did not think they were gonna do what they did me neither so i like they were playing they're playing like really good halo i did not expect that and uh, i think yeah luminosity i think again at worlds i don't f- think of a team i don't know if panda can make the run they they did before i feel like some teams were not playing yeah up to their standards and i feel like i don't know panda's like a weird team because they're just like they scream, and when they like start getting hype, I feel like if you're playing bad and they and they're just beating you, like they just ride the momentum like no other, and they're just gone. Yeah. So I feel like if you're playing and you just like win like a what game or two and just kind of like shut them up, then it's kind of easy. If if Luminosity loses the splice at Vegas, who would you see as the potential SQ winner? Luminosity. Wait. So if obviously we saw on Saturday night the final match was for qualifying for Worlds, it was between Luminosity and Splice. Splice lost, but if Splice was to win and move on, and Luminosity was to fall into this losers, excuse me, the LCQ. Um, what what is I guess kind of who do you see as the second best team here uh, amongst that bunch? Like who's gonna who's gonna contest Splice in the finals? You think? I don't. Probably Allegiance. Like, I, I know Cryptic is having a little bit of a uh, team change. I believe Baby J. Do you guys? Is, yeah, is, well, is I haven't. For, what, I didn't. Did they I don't pick know exactly. Up? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if they picked someone up officially. I know that Devinator was um, oh. being discussed, but I, mm. I don't know if there's any yeah. resolve on that just yet. Interesting. I'd yeah, I'd probably say Allegiance. Okay. 
Allegiance. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, what happened with them? Did you have any any? Did you I guess I don't, to look at them at all during the week on? on I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't even get a chance to. I don't. I don't even know what happened. I did not expect them to. Who did they lose to? I have no. I don't even remember. Was it? Um, they lost to Panda. Remember in that? Oh yeah. That game seven. It's like losers four or something. No, it was a game six. Oh, it was game six. It was a stronghold yes. on the rig. It was game six. You're and right. Hammy, and Hammy. Yeah. Poor Hammy. I'm sure. Yeah. You don't. You didn't see the him the, yeah. the gif of the gif. No, no, no. What happened? Oh, he was uh, back rail. Trying to oh, he fell off. Spot. Oh, no, I saw it. Never mind. Don't talk about it. Didn't he have Scattershot, too, and he just fell off the map? Yeah. I swear I saw it. It was like the end of the game, too, and it's like, yeah, that's right. pretty that's rough. A... I mean, obviously, a game is not decided in one play. No, or series, but I know but... it was like a three-kill difference, and he falls off. One of his teammate dies, and then it's like... <laughs> yeah, they just, you know, yeah, kind of recaptured that. control, and they were able to win the Stronghold yeah. match, but... That's really unfortunate. I forgot about that. You hate to uh, see it as good. Yeah, I hate yeah, it. No, yeah. All right, I, I feel bad. I don't want to talk. I about feel that. I feel bad as well. Um, yeah, I guess to end the show on a somber note. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, rest in peace on the Hammy. problem. No. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you know Hemi's been around for a little while now. I'm sure they'll bounce back and perform well at um, in the LCQ. But it's gonna be wild to see, man. It's gonna be nuts. Yeah, I can't wait. Um. Damn, I had one more good question, but I seem to be forgetting it. Um, let's see. We did have some good questions from the listeners. Actually, there's one funny question I wanted to get to. I'm sure you saw it in your mentions. I swear, I swear if it involves a tongue. <laughs> um, there was one comparing your tongue flick to um, Frosty's teabagging. And uh, I wanted to, I know you guys have probably like timed it to see which is faster. Do we have an official score? So who's. <laughs> Mine is actually 0.5 seconds faster. Ah. We actually tested at the vent. He's slapping his joystick, now slapping my tongue, and mine was faster. I almost <laughs> believe that. I mean, don't be, I can record it on stream if you want. We can do it tonight. After scrims, we'll be teabagging. So. No, please don't. <laughs> Pop my cam. You open up Brad's stream. There you go. Oh, my God. I actually don't want to see that. <laughs> Have you subbed yet? Have you seen my sub? Is that what it you is? Know, you know what? When you sub, you get a personal tongue flip from me. Like zoomed live in. on stream? Zoomed. Oh, I, I'll clip it. Zoomed in into my tongue. I'm flicking it. around. Okay. I thought you played that like that gift that I made for you. No, it's live. Uh, yeah, I, you, I, get your I, own, you get your own flick. I creep in on the streams. I've seen it. <laughs> it's live <laughs> personal. It goes down. Damn, you get your own. Is it signed as well? It's like this one signed for you. I sign it with my tongue. So. <laughs> we need more uh, We need more giveaways where people write their name on, your for, on their foreheads. Because you have no more codes. All right, I'll get you some more codes and then you can do it. I feel like I, I feel like everyone's got a. Yeah, I need some more codes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, do. That was I don't know if funny. I need to sign somewhere else. Should I do the? Should I still do the forehead, or do I need to change it up? I feel like you need to change it up. What do I do? Butt cheeks? Like, what are we? What are we working with? <laughs> work up <laughs> to that. that. Too, is that too inappropriate? Don't, you can't just go straight to butt cheeks. I think you have to work up to it. So maybe, or maybe like to. I don't know. There's nowhere else. I don't. I don't know where. Yeah, I don't even want to go down this, <laughs> this rabbit hole. Actually, I'm, not, I'm now uncomfortable and I'm ready to end the show. <laughs> I'll just do forehead. All right. Like, all right. Yeah. Let's just stick with forehead. Actually, all right. teeth. I lied. No, that's just sharpie on the teeth. Forehead. <laughs> You're just right optic on the teeth. Green wall. Oh my god. I don't know what goes through your mind. Paul Wall. Optic green wall. <laughs> all right. Well, that's gonna do it for us. You can watch uh, Royal Two play at the Halo World Championship Finals on March 24th to 26th. Uh, Matt, any final words? Uh, thank you to everyone just supporting us. 
watching all the tournaments. Appreciate everyone. Shout out to all the Optic sponsors. Love you all. All right. And where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, my Twitter is at Royal2, and my stream is also Royal2. Cool. Be sure to go sub and follow the stream. Um, Ghost and Durst, thanks for joining me. Any final words from you guys? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, pretty excited to again whether I'm there or whether I'm you know spectating from from home. I'm I'm really excited, and uh, again, I think it's it's cool seeing uh, a year later, you know, from last year's Worlds and seeing where the the skill is at and the teamwork is at. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping for a really good tournament, and uh, I'm rooting for Optic. So oh, goodbye. Hey, hey, hey. Wow. Hey. wow. Well, uh, yeah. No, I'm I, I'll I'll definitely get to go and watch and and obviously add add my my commentary over it, but. Outside of that, yeah, I'm actually just excited to watch uh, this next tournament. I mean, seeing the uh, seeing the skill, the settings, all these things evolve over the last year and a half. I think has just played out in the HCS to have these crazy matches. Um, we talk about Saturday of this this last event was unbelievable at Las Vegas was some of the best games I think we've ever seen in Halo, even which it's pretty crazy to talk about because. Um, it's it's such a long way to get there, and it's a for, long history for us to to see some of those crazy matches, the emotion with with Brett, and and obviously a lot of teams getting qualified for Worlds. It's such a surreal moment, and um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing some of these these big games, uh, and hopefully some more best of sevens, man. If we get a best of seven for for that final, I'm excited, man. I, you guys have been uh, keeping us very, very entertained. It makes it, it makes it easy to cast. So uh, keep it up. <laughs> well, I think by the time this podcast releases, uh, it'll actually be after the LCQ. So we want to wish everyone the best of luck and, uh, you know, may the best team win. Uh, that'll do it for us. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.